Welcome to The Lead, a podcast about how to get ahead in the media industry from the people who did. I'm Caroline Odom. I am so excited to share this episode featuring Jacqueline Howard, an Atlanta-based reporter for CNN Health. Before joining CNN in 2016, Jacqueline was the senior science editor at the Huffington Post, where she also hosted and produced the Huffington Post's video series, Talk Nerdy to Me. In this episode, Jacqueline and I discuss the topic we are all tired of talking about, but can't seem to avoid, COVID-19. Whether she's analyzing scientific data, battling misinformation, or finding silver linings, Jacqueline shares her experience reporting on the COVID-19 pandemic. She also reminds us to pursue our passions and to remember the greater purpose behind what we do. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode is produced by the Cox Institute for Journalism, Innovation, Management, and Leadership at the University of Georgia's Grady College. To learn more, go to grady.uga.edu slash coxinstitute. Additionally, in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, we continue to record the lead over Zoom. Thank you for your continued patience with audio imperfections. Now, here's the lead. Hi, Jacqueline. Thank you so much for joining us on The Lead today. How are you doing? Good, and thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm super excited to get to talk to you this morning because I can imagine that the past few months have been a little crazy for you as a public health reporter. It has been a wild ride, that's for sure. And, you know, even though things are hectic, I'm excited to talk to you about what life is like right now, you know, as a health journalist. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to hear about it. And I think a lot of our listeners will be too. So before jumping in, I'm just curious on what initially drew you to reporting on science and public health. Caroline, so how I got into health and science journalism really started as a passion for me, as a passion project. A lot of people don't know my background is really in news in in journalism i started out you know as a general news reporter my i went to um grad school for broadcast journalism so my background is in news but while starting out as a journalist I really took an effort to do more stories on topics I personally was interested in and passionate about. That included health and science. So yeah, it really started out for me just as a passion. And I think as you know, journalists start their careers and kind of think about where do I fit into this broader world of news, the first advice I would give is to think about what, you know, you're passionate about. Think about outside of work, what types of stories do you read? What news do you personally seek out? And that's how I got into, um, you know, health and science journalism. Well, we certainly have a need right now for people who have a passion for reporting on science and, you know, really digging into those journals, which leads me into the next question. How is reporting about this pandemic different from reporting about, you know, other public health topics. I mean, what has changed for you in the past five or six months? I would say the biggest difference is that right now, the research and science is happening in real time. So if you think about other big public health topics, I mean, there's decades of scientific literature behind them. 
cancer, hypertension, diabetes. Think of any other public health topic. We know the science. We know, you know, we have the research. With SARS-CoV-2, the coronavirus that causes COVID-19, we don't know that much. You know, we're, we're learning in real time. And so that, I would say, is what makes this completely different than covering other public health topics. And it is a, a challenge to approach this news with limited information because this is a novel virus and that's what makes this unique um i mean just uh, in january the world health organization reported that there was an unusual cluster of pneumonia that was the beginning of this pandemic or i would say of the public understanding of this pandemic and of what's happening january was not that long ago so this is new and happening in real time and that's what makes it unique from covering other public health topics. Uh, it's what makes it challenging, but it's also what makes it exciting. And it also kind of drives home our role as journalists and communicating, you know, what do we know and what do we not know? What What is developing in the scientific literature? What do we still have yet to explore? And so it's, like I said, exciting, fast paced, but it really, really highlights the importance of responsible journalism right now. I'm glad you mentioned, you know, January was not that long ago and the world seems like such a different place then. And I know it's so common to hear people talk about, you know, before COVID and after COVID, even though we're still very much in the middle of this challenge, we're not after yet, we're still during. But as a health reporter, what does that look like for you and the people you work with? Just that shift of the way you're having to do your job has changed so much. There are so many differences right now. I mean, just logistically, where we're even doing this interview on Zoom. I mean, you know, logistically, of course, uh, things have changed. And it, it, there is a part of me where... I miss those days when we could go into the office or as a reporter, you could, you know, hit the ground and, and do in-person interviews. And so things are different, you know, things are definitely different. But I would say, hopefully in the world of health news, hopefully in the after COVID period, we continue to really think about our roles again as communicators. Hopefully the, the um, due diligence that, that every journalist is doing right now to get to the, the facts of the story to really weed out what we know and what we don't know, let's continue that. Even in the post-COVID world, that's important. We should have and we should continue to highlight for any public health topic, whether it's COVID or not, to highlight what we know, what we don't know. Make it clear that here's what, you know, the research and medical literature says, here's what we still have yet to explore. This is misinformation, this is fact. That will never change, pre-COVID, post-COVID, or currently, that is and remains important. So I, so I think logistically, of course, things have changed in the way we live, but from, you know, more of that philosophical, you know, approach, things in the health 
journalism world, we, we shouldn't forget, again, how important our role is as communicators. And that should not change and that should continue. So you mentioned a few minutes ago that one of the big challenges of this experience has been that the information is coming out as you're having to report on it. So first, how do you stay on top of all that information when there's so much data coming out, so much information in medicine? And then how do you decide what is most important for people to know? So I'll answer that in two parts. One is just continuing to take a look at what is being published in medical journals, continue to make phone calls to the uh, researchers and experts who you have in your Rolodex and and to keep up those conversations. And that's, again, uh, why covering a passion for you is important, because you'll want to read what's happening. You'll want to talk to experts and and your sources uh, to see what's going on in the realm of whatever it is you're covering, whether that's medicine, politics, sports, education, whatever. Now, what's different that has emerged since the pandemic and how we approach this story and, and news today is that because things are happening in real time, Now, instead of just taking a look at the published peer-reviewed journals, we now are seeing more what are called pre-print papers, studies that are being published before they're peer-reviewed in a journal. This is science that's happening in real time. These are researchers who are releasing preliminary results from their studies. Because these studies have not been peer-reviewed, you really have to be cautious in reading them and covering them you really have to approach it with caution. What are the limitations? You have to understand, here's what the researchers did, here's how their results might be limited, but here's how this could add to our understanding of the pandemic. Another interesting thing that's happening now in how we approach news today, especially with the coronavirus, is also these early results that we're seeing can come out of vaccine trials where there's you know this race for a vaccine and so vaccine developers are releasing early results and a lot of times that data might just be released in a press release we might not get access to a study you can't write a story off of just a press release. You need the data, you need to do interviews, you need to speak with experts outside of whatever the, the press release is about. You, you, you need, again, always approach stories, especially at this time with caution and with care. Number two, if you can, always get an outside expert's opinion. Someone who's not involved in the study, someone who has no, race in this game whatsoever, who can give a clear objective opinion and and comment on whatever the research is. That outside voice is so important and that can help put studies into context. I do want to mention misinformation. That was something you talked about a few minutes ago. And I feel like a lot of what you've talked about has already addressed how we can overcome misinformation and be really thoughtful about the information we consume. But misinformation has been a particular challenge of the pandemic, whether it's unintentional, you know, people not realizing how to look at this data and look at these studies, or whether it is intentional and people just trying to 
you know, sow division or, you know, get an opinion across. So as a reporter, how has your role in overcoming misinformation changed through this? I'll start by saying, Caroline, I am so shocked at how misinformation is spreading. I even did a story on this topic. There is a study that published in August and it found that uh, misinformation is being published in 25 different languages across 87 countries around the world. And, And this is misinformation about the pandemic. So this is a problem. One of the biggest challenges when it comes to misinformation, especially right now, while you know we're, we're learning about uh, this virus in real time, is that because there's still not much known about it, it does make it difficult to communicate with the public that, hey, we know that this misinformation is not correct. However, we still don't know that much about this virus. That, I would say, is the biggest challenge, is really making that clear that we we still don't know that much about this. However, we do know when um, there are conspiracy theories. We do know when there are rumors. We do have the science to debunk certain claims. So as you're reporting on a topic that can be so overwhelming, Where do you find your silver linings? When you think about your role in in this world where the public is relying on you for the clear information, for the news, that can feel like a heavy responsibility, but that's what makes journalism exciting. We get to learn every day and share that knowledge with the public. As you think about your role and you have, we all have this passion for news, that's what makes this exciting and and that's what can help, you know, kind of fight the the stress that, that you might experience each day. Again, whether you're covering a pandemic as a health journalist or whether you're a political news reporter, whether you're a crime reporter, whether you're an entertainment news reporter, whatever it is that you're doing, sometimes it helps to sit back and think about what it is that you enjoy about your your role, your your work, and, and what is your passion. And so outside of that, a practice I've been trying to do more is meditate and mindful meditation and taking time, you know, to... Um, try to get get some exercise and, and just, you know, get out there and, and relieve some stress and, and take time for yourself. So, so that's, you know, something that I think is definitely important, especially at this time for all of us while we're, you know, all staying home and dealing with the angst that the pandemic can bring. It's important not to neglect those, those moments for self-care. So that's something I would definitely, you know, advise. But overall, like I said, it sometimes in the day-to-day grind and in the breaking news environment, sometimes we forget that we are doing a very important service to to the public by sharing information. And so we, you know, we do get to sometimes be the first to know about 
groundbreaking uh, findings. We sometimes are the first to know about new developments and breakthroughs in science and medicine. And, and then it's our role to communicate that to the public. That's a pretty cool job, <laughs> you know? And it, 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 there are moments where you have to sit back and think, wow, what a fun, exciting job and career that I get to do. So just switching that mindset sometimes helps as well. Well, I think that is fantastic advice for journalism students and really for anyone who's struggling with this pandemic, which is just about anyone right now. So before we close, Jacqueline, do you have any final thoughts? You know, I'm just thinking again about the question of the silver lining. And, you know, one thing that I think is important to find in any story that you cover, but especially now during the pandemic, are those moments of um, humanity, just those moments of people expressing care for one another and appreciation for one another. With the pandemic, you know, there are those moments where you see communities, oh, excuse me, you see communities rally, <laughs> rallying around uh, frontline healthcare workers, and you see, you know, those moments of uh, a next door neighbor uh, getting groceries for their um, neighbor who might be at high risk because they're older in age, or, you know, you, you see those moments of humanity and with any story, but especially stories that involve so much tragedy, like the pandemic, but also uh, when we have uh, natural disasters and hurricanes and uh, the wildfires that are happening right now on the West Coast, those are the times when we really do have to look for the moments of light in the darkness. You know, we, we have to look for those moments of care and, and what makes us human. And, and so that's also, I think, important to focus on as journalists, and again, it's not just unique to the pandemic with any story, a crime story, a, a, you know, a tragic um, story of, uh, of extreme weather event, whatever it is, it's always, you know, a, a kind of a uplifting angle to look at those times when we realize, okay, the world, there, there is that care and love still in the world. We're all not bad people, <laughs> you know? And that's one um, positive that I think can come out of such tragic stories is that with the tragedy, you also see the, the humanity in, in the world. Thanks for tuning in to The Lead, and a big thanks to Jacqueline for joining us. I'm your host, Caroline Odom. This episode was produced with guidance from Charlotte Norsworthy, executive producer of The Lead as part of her graduate assistantship with the Cox Institute. To hear more from interesting media leaders, subscribe to The Lead on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play, and follow us on Twitter at The Lead Podcast. Stay safe and stay well. Until next time.